Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a fun show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Uh oh. <laughs> I hear myself. <laughs> Feedback, we're starting off good. Hey, everybody, what's up? So, before we get started, let's introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co host, Mr. Ron Russell, who had a birthday yesterday. Yay! Happy birthday, superstar! Yes, I turned 25, and it's a bitch being 25 years old because, you know, I'm so young to the world and innocent and absolutely naive and demure and charming, sweet and kind and generous and lovely and beautiful. And, oh, do you ever hear so many lies in your life all in a <laughs> row? I turned 79 years old yesterday. And nobody wants to be 79, so how can they say happy birthday to me? What's so happy about turning 79? You only got a couple of years left before your ashes, you know, so, like, celebrate. What celebrate? I'd rather forget about it, make believe that I'm still 50. Okay, you get to do that if you want. Happy 79th birthday, though. (laughs) Thank you for the shovel you gave me and pavers for the patio and a beautiful Bluetooth speaker that I put out there for my flowers to hear music. What else you give me? Uh, well, oh, your daughters gave you a party the wait night a minute. before. My daughters did a little dinner party with our friends Garrick and Tony and Gerardo and Jimmy and I and Leslie and Deirdre. They made a beautiful dinner and a lovely birthday cake, and I had balloons, and it's really, really nice. Then last night, Jimmy took me out for dinner. He took me to Jenny's. 
uh, because on your birthday, you get a Grand Slam for free. He didn't know that, though, when we went no, there. No, I thought Jimmy was springing for the $5.88 that the Grand Slam cost. Actually, it's nine nineteen. <laughs> no, that was on sale. They were having a thing for five eighty eight. So <laughs> He didn't know, but I brought his driver's license so I could get him a free meal. <laughs> so I had a free meal, a free Grand Slam. And then we went Meanwhile, to the Jimmy had steak, and what would you have? No, I had a Cobb salad with steak in it. Yeah, Cobb salad with steak. I had a egg with a piece of bacon in it. No, anyway. you had pancakes, and you had sausage and bacon. Oh, my God. It was just an incredible meal. <laughs> anyway, that was my birthday. Then we went to the movies, and I cried half of the movies, and I do not recommend you go see this movie if you love dogs. Because it's it's about it was a fabulous movie. It's called The Dog's Journey. It's a sequel to the first Dogs one better, with Dennis Quaid. Better, better. This one was better than the first one, oh and it is very sad because the dogs die and recome back again. Reincarnation. You know? So as soon as you like the one dog, it dies it and dies. comes into another dog. But it's a fabulous thing, and putting two of the dogs in it are dogs that we've had in the past. One of them was an Astro dog, like we have our little Astro that we got a month ago, and the other one was. Scooby. Um, a Scooby doll, my, which my is a Mastiff. Scooby dog, Scooby Doo. Anyway, oh, so it, we got to say hi to everybody else. Wait, though it's a great film. Go see it, but bring tissues. Yes, there you go. Before we keep going, too, we forgot to say hello to everybody. So, what's up to the man behind the boards in Pennsylvania, Mr. Scotty J? Hey, what's going on, guys? And Ron, I would just like to wish you a very happy belated birthday. And the years have been kind, my friend. Yeah, where's my present? The years have been kind, though. That was nice. That was your. Present. I'm not interested in the years of kind. I'm <laughs> it's interested in the mail. What did you send me for my birthday? Do I have car keys to it? It's a surprise. Do I get car keys with it? <laughs> yeah. It's a then surprise. We, then we want to say to you our. No, I want a Tesla badly. Our Sean Toos in uh, in Wellington, Florida, at the W4CY Studios. We want to say hello to Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Hello, She's a hello, Sean hello. Do you know what Sean Toos means? The singer. Danielle's the singer? She could probably sing. With that voice? No, yes. not at all. Oh, she, she could only sing on Halloween which song. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree with Ron. I cannot sing at all. No, how are you, my sweetheart? I'm good. Happy birthday, darling. Thank you. What did you get me? My love. It's unconditional. Ooh, that, 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 that's very nice, but really, what did you get me? <laughs> my love. <laughs> So then we also want to say hello to the chat room. What's up? B. Claudia is in the chat room from Germany. She said she sounds like we had a nice day. And Eileen sent me a text message that she loves your shirt and that I take you to the nicest places. <laughs> Eileen, 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 honey, we know you years now. Have we ever gone to a, a place that wasn't a joint? I mean, with Jimmy. Jimmy only loves dives and joints. That's okay. Ugh, I mean... We, I, we did a video which should be up on Facebook in a little while. Watch it. We shot it with going to La Valerice, which is the most expensive restaurant in Palm Springs. And I'm saying, oh, Jimmy's surprising me. He's taking me to La Valerice for dinner. Then and then the car makes a quick U-turn. <laughs> and it goes down Palm Canyon Drive and you see Denny's. And, I, and he's, I'm taking you to Denny's. And he pulls into Denny's. It's very funny, the video. It's going to get a lot of plays. And he thought that it, he thought that he had to pay $5.99 for the meal. And Not I got me. It well, I wasn't paying for well, Jack's He thought shit. I had to pay $5.99 for the El meal. Cheapo. 
Oh, cheap. And the food's good, too. The Grand Slam is good. Everybody should get one. So anyway, then. No, well, let me explain one thing. This is the Denny's that I used to go to with Mr. Richard Blackwell, the 10 worst stress list guy and the fabulous designer. And Jane Russell, the, the legendary movie star. We used to go there with Beryl Davis and a, and a bunch of celebrities. It was a celebrity uh, place for coffee and pancakes and eggs. So for me, it's no big deal going to Denny's because I've been there for years and years with so many legendary people. Okay, so then Saturday, you guys, we went to a book signing yes. of Sean Kanan's book. It's uh, with Jill Lieberman. They, they put it together together. It's called Success Factor X. I wrote the no, forward. No, stop. Stop. You can't brag about yourself. It's narcissistic. I will take over. Okay. Jimmy Starr wrote the I got to let the dog in. Jimmy Starr wrote the forward, and the forward is fabulous. He's got more pages than anybody else in the book, but that's Jimmy Starr. Um, it's a great book. I suggest you all get it. It's number one on the bestsellers list, and it's a beautiful picture of Jimmy. If you buy the book and send it to us, I'm sure he will sign it for you, uh, so get the book. And we're going now to Sean Kanan and Jill Lieberman's book signing in L.A., I June believe, 10th? June 10th. So if you're in L.A., folks, come to the book signing. Where will it be? Barnes, Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble in the Grove. In the Grove. It's a good restaurant in the Grove, too. A couple of good restaurants. So go have a lunch. Come do the book signing. Jimmy will sign the book. And I'll bullshit with you a little bit. And, and we'll Sean talk. Kanan's going to be there and Jill Lieberman and Eric Roberts and oh, Eric, a whole bunch of people are going to be there. A lot of celebrities. Because everybody yeah. also – it's got 48 celebrities besides Sean and Jill that wrote chapters in the book. In Palm Springs, few lived. But in L.A., everybody's there. So we're going to have tons of celebrities coming in and out, even celebrities that were not – that we don't know are coming will surprise us. Absolutely. So it should be an interesting video day. And on Friday, um, I did my episode of the Success Factor X podcast. No, you can't do that either. It's yeah, I am. No, I got to do it for you. Okay, go ahead. But that's, that's my segue for you. Jimmy did a podcast, big deal. Anyway, um, you know, he was lousy, but that's okay. No, seriously. Jimmy did a great podcast with Jill Lieberman and Sean Kanan. And it's funny and it's good. And he tells all how we met and all kinds of silly stuff. And when he was a designer of great clothing, dressing Madonna and, and uh, Elton John and, and the other broad, the, what's her name, the, the crazy one? The one with the pink hair. Lucindy Lapa. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it's going to be out, and he's going to have it up on video, so you'll see it on your YouTube, or you'll see it on, on It'll come Facebook. out in June. It'll come out in June. In June. June is busting out all. June is busting out all over. Remember that song? No, no, no. That song was before my time. Okay, so we went into the studio and. Oh, we went into PNN Studios, and I recognized the guy that was behind the control booth. And I said to Jimmy, Oh my God, that's my old, not really boss, but my old uh, cameraman and uh, I guess. Boss, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I never called him a boss. And I had a lot of videos with him that we did. And when I left him to go do my own show, you know, it wasn't a happy time. But now we're friends. So now he said he's going to give me my Tab Hunter interview, which is wonderful. It's my favorite interview. And John Waters' interview, which is equally as fabulous. So they are going to look for it. And it's going to take a while because back then they didn't label the shows. So now they've got to go through thousands of boxes of shows to find the ones. These are like 12, 13 years ago. So anyway, I want to thank them at PNN. And it's Alan Edwards who is doing the uh, videoing of all the old shows. And Alan is terrific. Now, I was extremely, extremely impressed with the studio. 
It's got millions of rooms, green rooms, green screen, fabulous, sound booths, sound stages. And guess what? If you want to have a video made, it's $85 an hour, which is unheard of. Hookers make more. Streetwalkers, they get $150 an hour. Anyway, it's $85 an hour to have a film made. So all of you out there who want to get something done really well, because Alan Edwards is quite a photographer, I must tell you, go on Facebook right now and you'll go to Ron Russell's show page and you'll see my interview of Lorna Luft. And Alan shot that. Camera clarity, color, wonderful sound, fabulous. So go to PNN. What is you do the rest, Jimmy? So it's PNN Media Group, you guys, and I also see PNN One Media. It's digital design and production studios. It's located on twelve eighty one North Gene Autry Trail. Twelve eighty one North Gene Autry Trail, Suite M. It's in Palm Springs, California, nine two two six two. You can call seven six zero eight nine six forty two thirty eight. And um, uh, you can also email Alan at PNNmedia.com. And it's a great, great location. It was super great. It's got sitting rooms and kitchen and snacks and everything. Just say Ron and Jimmy sent you, and I think they give you donut and coffee for free or something. But anyway, now I kept my end of the bargain, boys. Uh, Now you keep your end of the bargain and get that tab hunter show to me quickly. Tab Hunter was a dear friend of mine. I loved him tremendously, and I miss him always with Jane Russell and Mr. Blackwell, my three babies that I miss. And I want to see that film because it was a beautiful, um, beautiful show. I was checking to see if I could find their Twitter, but I don't see it. Well, we'll Oh, here, it's PNN Media Group, everybody. I think it's PNN Media Group. So if you want to be a filmmaker and you want to show the world what you do, Go to PNN Studios and green screen it or sit in the room and interview it, whatever you want. It's only, only, which is a joke, $85 an hour. That's a big hour. You know how much film you do in an hour? I mean, 16 minutes of anybody on camera is enough. I don't even want to go see Frank Sinatra years ago if he did an hour show. It was boring. It was too much. So it's an hour for 85 bucks. Go. Don't be stupid. If you want to host your own podcast, put together a TV show, anything you want to do, they can do it for you. Yeah. Shoot you and in front you know of a green what? screen. If, if you do it half-assed with your cell phone, it looks half-assed like your cell phone. You want to be a pro, go to a pro. Have the pros shoot you professionally, look like a TV show, then send it out as audition tape. And then you may get a response. Grow up, get wise, get to PNN. There you go. You got to love it. All right, everybody. So then pretty soon we're going to call our first guest. Um, before we do that, let's just tell you who we have. We have Chloe Lowry coming on. Her Twitter handle is I'm underscore just underscore Chloe. Uh, then in the second half of the show, we're going to have Kieran Garrett come on. He's in the UK, and uh, he's got a new single called Divergence. He's the, like the most fabulous keyboard player you'll ever like meet in your entire life. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Scott. Yes, sir. Does it look like Chloe's online? Da, 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 well, I, I, I've given her the heads up. Okay. So, yeah. so I have two more minutes. We're a little bit early, so Ron will tell you some, another quick two-minute story. Uh, what else can I say? I, I'm speechless. I'm lost for words. <laughs> you believe that? Uh, the weather's gorgeous now in Palm Springs. No winds. Beautiful. <clears throat> High of maybe 92. 
Sunny, bright, and gorgeous. This is what I like, really nice, warm weather. We've had some really crazy weather here in California as well as the rest of the United States. I believe it's because of the nuclear explosions that Kim uh, Novak, uh, what's his name? Kim Kim Jong-il or something. Kim John Novak, the guy in Cor- <laughs> the guy in Korea. He, he always confuses it with, he, on purpose with Kim Novak, the famous actress. <laughs> anyway, he I understand his nuclear bombs. The intensity are like a hundred times the intensity of the atom bomb that we threw on Japan. So that's shaking up the planet or the water. Now, if there is alien beings in the ocean with their spacecrafts then they are not able to get out of the ocean anymore to fly around Washington and be seen by thousands of people. So that might be the problem. Do you think I'm insane? (laughs) Read read about it. There you go. I heard that maybe the aliens were going to kidnap President Trump and they were going (laughs) to take him. Watch out. Saying shit like that, we'll probably get arrested. I'm not saying anything bad. They love him so much, they want to bring him to Jupiter so he could rule and control, you know, the people on Jupiter. There you go. The people on Jupiter. What They're are you jealous do? that we have Donald Trump, and they don't. Actually, we'll do this then. So you, everybody, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell live every week. First of all, you get to hear it with the fabulous Danielle and Scotty J live on W4CY Radio every Wednesday from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time or 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A. Hit 1069 FM. That's in New York. Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, Missouri. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, AudioBoom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. On television, you can see us on Vimeo, Roku, YouTube, and Comcast On Demand. Woo! One thing more I want to say. Eileen Shapiro called Jimmy and said, I want to get Ron, Ronnie, they, my friends call me Ronnie, Ronnie something for his birthday. And I don't want gifts, you know. And Jimmy said, well, the only thing I could think of is buy him a couple of pavers for the patio because we're doing the patio. So Eileen said, great. And she bought me uh, 10 pavers. These pavers are $5.88 each. So that was a damn hefty gift from Eileen. So now when the pavers are down and friends come over, I'm going to say, Jimmy Starr gave me this section of pavers and those huge big rocks over there they're Eileen's <laughs> yeah. those of you who know Eileen know she's got a set of jugs on her that I mean and they're real and no oceans are in those bo- boobs those boobs what do you mean are, oceans they're the bags women put in is salt water oh so oh they are they really to, yeah they have to go they drain she's the, laughing they, <laughs> they drain the Pacific and they drain the Atlantic if they had ever had to fill her boobies anyway you know Eileen's a fabulous gal and if a smart guy that knows her well would wake up, maybe he could find a romance there. There you go. Not giving names, not saying anything, but know. you know. But just turn the page and you'll figure turn it out. Turn the page. <laughs> just look on the page and you'll see. That's right. When you, and if you spill anything on it, you can use a Scott towel. <laughs> right. So, so wipe remember, it up. remember, wipe it up with a Scott towel page. <laughs> All I right. Good tells. How are we doing? How are we doing? Uh, can we try and call her? Well, uh, what if we uh, play her music video? That's what we're going to do. While yeah, we yeah, do that, yeah. we'll give her a clap. All right. So, everybody, our first guest, her name is Chloe, 
And her Twitter's I'm just Chloe. She's a super talented, super gorgeous singer. Been working for a long time. She has a new album that just got released, and we're gonna play this song. It's called Giving Up on You, featuring Nathan James. You guys got both got the video ready? Yep. How is Nathan? How is that's a different Nathan? I'm not on Nathan. <laughs> no. Oh, no. his name is Nathan James too. I know this is a different we Nathan. Ha- we this have a Nathan, Nathan James. James, who's a dear friend of ours that we love. Okay, so how about you guys play on Enjoy? How's that? Sounds good. All right, everybody, here's here's Giving Up On You featuring Nathan James by Chloe Lowry. Enjoy! Still won't be enough to get us through. So. Go. 
Am I alive? All right, everybody, we are live. We are live <laughs> right now. All right, everybody, that was Giving Up on You featuring Nathan James by Chloe. Chloe, say something before we introduce you, and let's make sure we can hear you. Hello, hello, hello. Yay. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful Chloe. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, my dear. Now, years ago, there was a wonderful perfume, and it was called Chloe. Are you familiar with it? I am. I have worn it on many occasions. And are you a sweet-smelling and sweet-as-Chloe perfume? (laughs) You know what? Sometimes. It depends on the day. It depends on my mood. (laughs) (laughs) I have a little spicy side, too. I'm not going to lie. You're you're certainly a very lucky girl. What a beautiful smile. Because life gave you a beautiful face. And what a powerful voice. And I didn't hear your whole song because for some stupid reason, they never shoot us the music. We just came in on the tail end and I looked at Jimmy and my eyes opened up. I don't know if you saw that. I heard oh, this this powerful voice coming out and I thought, wow, I got to hear this record. I'm I've been honest, listening to you on Spotify. I have I've never heard you. I'm being honest because I don't have time to do all that stuff. But I'm going to listen to you because I think you because I said to Jimmy off camera, well, I like her music, and he said, absolutely. So that means you can sing. Aw, oh, thank you. That means everything. I really appreciate it. I've been listening to you on Spotify, and, and we're going to talk more about your album and everything in just a minute. we got to finish introducing you to everybody. Starting off with, we've got at the W4CY Studios in Wellington, Florida, we have the fabulous Danielle. Danielle, say hi to Chloe. Hello, hello. Hello. And then we have our videographer um, who's in Pennsylvania, who you know because he's the one who helped set this whole interview up, Mr. Scotty J. So say hi to Scotty J. What's up? What's up? Hey, Chloe. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. All right, everybody. So first of all, you're from, I'm from Florida. You're from Largo, Florida. Is Largo the same thing as like Key Largo? No, no. No, it's like in the Tampa area. Oh, okay. I didn't. I'm from. I'm from. I grew up in Miami, and I went to high school in West Palm Beach, Jacksonville, uh, for high school, uh, uh, and then Gainesville for University of Florida. So, like, I'm a native Floridian, and now we're in Palm Springs, California. And I met Ron in Boca when he was living in Boca. I uh, love so. Boca. I actually, I kind of lived in the Boca area for about a year and a half when I was working with Yanni because he lives down there. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, I like Boca. Boca is nice. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. In case you didn't hear it. Um, so, you know, I live in Brooklyn. I am currently in my Brooklyn apartment. Are you kidding? Good girl. Good girl. Where are I? Don't you can't give us where you are, damn it. Uh, let's put it this way. Um, are you near Red Hook? I am near, I would say near closer to Williamsburg. Okay. So I know exactly where you are. The other way. Okay. I got you. That's all been refurbished, you know, rebuilt and very expensive now. That used to be horrible. Slums, warlords, killers, all kinds of crap going on. Dreadful. I know. It's, it's how it's all like been gentrified. It's, it's insane. But Red and, ex- and expensive, expensive, outrageously. Brooklyn is very like, expensive. forget it. I mean, I know that I, we, we moved from Red Hook in 1945. We moved to um, Brooklyn Heights. My parents bought a house on the corner of Pineapple and Columbia for $3,200. Are you Three kidding? Thousand, no, I'm not. It was a two-story building. But he's talking about, like, he's, he 19, just turned 79. He's talking about is, 65 years ago nine, or 80, 70 years ago. 1944, we were still at war with Germany and Japan. And my parents bought a yellow clapboard house on the corner of Pineapple in Columbia. I used wow. to ride my 
I used to ride my tricycle all along the the the, the, the what did we used to call that the uh, the promenade right. on the on the river. You're not That's in that area. Wild. Are you? Are you in that area? Uh, no, not in that area, but I mean, close everywhere, kind of, you know, close to Manhattan, Brooklyn area. It's easy to get to. So I'm like 10 minutes away. Yeah. It's, it's New York extension. There's no question about it. So wait, why did you, why did you decide to, where did you move from? But where were you before you were in New York? I mean, I lived in New York off and on since I was like 15. Um, and I was in Florida with my parents and I mean, I started really young. Like I had my first record deal when I was 12. So I was traveling a ton. And then I went to boarding school in Massachusetts for one year. And then I've been mainly in New York, but I was in Florida for a minute. I lived in California. Also, I lived in LA for about two and a half years. And then I've been in Brooklyn for now almost two years. So tell me, okay, so you find you signed your first record deal at 12 with RCA. What kind of music were you doing then? We still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) essentially is that they I was just I was a little girl and I had this big voice and they kind of didn't know what to do with me but it was of the time that Britney Spears and Christina and all those you know pop acts were coming out and they were signing everyone and everyone was getting a record deal so they didn't know whether to make me either like uh, a Mariah Carey or Britney Spears so I kind of just kind of got lost in the shuffle of things did your album did you actually get an album released or did they shelf it they shelved it I mean after um September 11th um the record industry really yeah, apart, and including my project, everyone that was in charge of my project, and I was a priority artist too. Like they were, everyone was fired. I was reassigned, and it just kind of went to hell in a handbag. Yeah, I have friends that were in this group, girl group called Innocence, and they were managed by Justin Timberlake's mom. And it was like at that same time, and and they released one record, and it did really good. And then like September 11th, and everybody just fell apart, and everybody, everything fell apart. Everything fell apart. Every, I mean, and, and every profession and every life, I mean, that just changed the world. But for the music industry, it was just like a pivotal moment where everything really shifted. I also though read then eventually you also got signed to Hollywood Records, which that's a, like a big deal. Now, how old were you when you got signed to Hollywood Records? I think I was about twenty-one, and it was um, it was kind of a, a deal conducive with the whole um, Yanni Voices project that I did with Yanni. Um, after we did his project, Hollywood Records had the option to, as they call, upstream any of the artists that Yanni was working with. So they upstreamed myself and another artist. And unfortunately, that situation didn't go in my favor either. But, I mean, I did get to work with a lot of really great songwriters. I got to live in California. So, you know, it wasn't a completely wasted experience. No, I mean, because I, 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 I've worked in the music industry for 20 years. And so, like, I, I have all kinds of friends who have been from all the different gamuts and spectrums. Like, we're, well, I'm really good friends. And we're really good friends with, like, the girl group Expose. And oh, they awesome. sold. You know, and they sold. I don't know. They sold. They, and my girl. They were the biggest. They were the big. Hang on, wait, wait. Let me finish. They were the biggest selling girl act before De- Destiny's Child. You know, and they didn't make any money. They made like two hundred dollars a show. They sold, you know, forty million records and didn't make a dime. And so I think now the way what you're doing, um, like now, who put out your new record? Did you put it out yourself? Me. There I, I mean, you I worked, go. I worked through Pledge, um, which you know was an artist platform where yes. You can, uh, you know, gain money from your fans. Um, although Pledge has also gone to hell in a handbag, which is kind of unfortunate, and we're kind of having trouble with it. Um, but um, I, I got a lot of funds from that, and I put it out myself. I just, I was kind of tired of the whole industry thing. I've had, uh, I can't tell you how many managers, how many agents, how many record deals, how many indie deals, things like that. And I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm doing it myself, and I'm going to do know, I think it's, how I I think it's it. way better. It's way better. So who are you going to tell him? Who are you going to tell her? Now the point's lost. It died. It went away. Okay, but you could but just I tell your friend. But I want you to friend. know because I'm so proud of my new best friend. You know who she is? <laughs> C.C. Pe- pe- Peniston. Pen- I say Peniston. 
Do you know who CC Peniston finally, is? I found someone. No, finally yeah, it has happened no to idea. me. Finally, it happened to me. You know, we met her on our show, and I felt madly in friend with her. She is absolutely one of the sweetest, kindest, most beautiful people in the world. So, CC, oh, yeah. if you get word of this, I love you. So, everybody, so this is Chloe, you guys. She's had some career at a She's still super young. Look how gorgeous she is. You look a little bit like Rebecca Knox from Orange is the New Black. No, now that we have a better screen and I see her clearer, she looks like one of my favorite actresses who we just spoke about, who I said, whatever happened to her? She's not working anymore. And you said, yes, she is, totally. Well, you say that about everybody. No, 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 I didn't. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. I do not. No, no. but you don't know a lot. You say a lot of people I, aren't working what? anymore. You know what? I don't remember names. I'm, I'm 79. Yesterday was my birthday. My mind's Happy gone. birthday. Yeah, I have to leave the business soon, go into a home. But anyway, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. She was married to, what's his name? The Italian guy with the Batman collection. Oh, oh, Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. Do you know who? From Candyman. From Candyman. From Candyman. You look like I... Virginia. I've never gotten that one, but I like that one. She's an amazing actress. I'll take it. Yes. And she's a beautiful girl. And her boobs are real. We got that out of the interview. <laughs> well, no, that's she's got all a, the information you needed to know. No, she's got a gorgeous chest and it's real, you know. Her husband, ex husband, Antonio Banderas. No, not Banderas. No, Antonio Sabato Jr. Sabato Jr. Ex-husband. Ex-husband. So hold on. I'm going to do some Chloe bragging now, everybody. Before we talk about her new album, which we'll mention the name is called The In-Between. Um, but first of all, besides having all these like record deals and living all over the country, um, she's the vocal, uh, a vocalist for Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And, and I looked up Trans-Siberian Orchestra because I knew who they were, obviously, because they're super popular. But one thing I didn't know, and maybe you don't even know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is the first major rock band to go straight to theaters and arenas having never played at a club never having an opening act and never being an opening act did you know that i kind of did not know that but i kind of, i feel like that's kind of half true because i feel like um, tso came from another band called sabotage and they yes played and they played clubs. club yes so i kind of but, feel like that's like a half true thing but that is that's interesting and good to know it's a very cool thing, and the fact that you're singing, and uh, like if you Google anybody, you guys Google Trans-Siberian Orchestra, if you, if you think you don't know them, you do, like because they've, they've accomplished so many wonderful things in the world of music. So she's, she's the vocalist for Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Her new album, The In-Between, is her first solo. This is her album, all her, without anybody else involved. That's why she's going what goes by Chloe, which I think is fabulous. Thank she's you. also performed on Broadway with Rocktopia. Um, she recorded and toured with Yanni. She performed. Oh, she performed with jazz trumpeter Chris Body. She was a soloist with the New York City Ballet, and she collaborated with hard rock guitarist Joel. How do you pronounce his name? Hoekstra. 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 I mean, she's got so many like accomplishments, and now. The praise and rave reviews for her new album, The In-Between, is amazing. You guys heard the, the single that we played, Giving Up On You, featuring Nathan James, who by, is also an incredible uh, artist. Um, so congratulations on the new album. And I, I wrote down, it's Chloe's journey of grief, self-discovery, and ultimate acceptance. Tell us a little bit about the album being from the fact that like it's your kind of like your solo thing because you work with so many big people. I, that sounds so heavy when you say it like that. <laughs> like, that's what I was like, whoa, that's dark. <laughs> no, but you are, you have a very big you have a very big classical background, because the people that he named are classical. I do. So, I mean, I do. Did I you do, ever I, sing opera? Did you do I, you sing? I played a little bit in opera when I was younger. I more gravitated to more Broadway singing, um, but I was trained by a classical teacher when I was younger, and then I went to more Broadway, more pop stuff. Um, 
Yeah, my like my resume is very strange. I have a lot of different influences, and I think that's kind of what made this whole record kind of unique. You'll hear all of those influences in the record, but basically, I just I had a story to tell. I went through something that was not pleasant, and I thought it was a way to kind of just like vent my emotions. And I was going through just such big life changes, and I didn't know how to get my feelings out other than just to like write it down on paper. And it kind of just came out organically. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to put this out. I, I wrote it without judgment, without anybody's expectations of me. It's just, it was more of a selfish thing that I just needed to get out. And it's turned into a bigger thing than I even expected. And I'm really happy with it. So that's it. Listening to the little bit that I heard of your song, I would say that you definitely have a Broadway voice. You have powerful lungs, powerful voice, beautiful voice. Big. Maybe you should really just audition for Broadway. You're the next Bernadette Peters. Um, you know, I, I've always, Broadway's always been like a kind of an afterthought, but I started in the industry more or less wanting to sing pop music. That's been always been my first love, if you will. Um, and although, you know, it's funny, if you took me to the Broadway stage, a lot of people say, oh, she doesn't have a Broadway voice. She has a pop voice. So <laughs> no, not, not, no, not at all. Maybe not a today's Broadway voice, but you, I put you up there with the Mary Martins and the people that really, uh, the, and the also Ethel Mer Merman, the belters, the people that really knew how to control their voices. That's what I got from that little bit. I'll know more when I hear the whole song. But, you know, if I had a choice between Broadway or recording, recording is very lonely. You're in a studio, you're just you in the microphone. It's a lonely place. But Broadway, my darling, when you're on Broadway and the curtain goes down and the applause come up, there's nothing in the world like it. You know that. Yes. Oh, of course, of course. So I, she knows. I, she know, knows. I want to see you on Broadway. I'm gonna. No, but she knows that. that from being the lead singer's Trans Siberian Orchestra because they play like arenas. I know, but I, I'd love. <laughs> I would love to go to opening night of her on Broadway. I think she'd knock them dead. I think I know. I'm talking through my hat because I didn't hear the whole record. But the small amount that I heard, I looked at Jimmy and my eyes opened. I thought. Where the fuck did this voice come from? I mean, this is a really good voice. Thank I you. think you're too good for music. I think you belong in, on the stage. I'm being sincere. I well, think your voice you. your voice is too good for, for the audiences of today that don't go to theater. <laughs> well, maybe I'll bring him in one of these days. You never know. Seriously. No, I think you're going to. Go and audition. What the hell have you got to lose? You're 10 minutes from Broadway. Hit the subway. Go audition. You never know. Listen to me. I don't talk bullshit we had a guy on two weeks ago who's a guitar player he's, he's a world-renowned guitar player and he's in um and he just got ca and they came to him and they cast him into kill a mockingbird and he's yeah. like the on-stage guitar player in to kill a mockingbird now oh, wow. um i bet you 10 bucks you're going to be a broadway star so how big is your uh, first of all how big is your apartment it's not that big it's a like a one and a half i actually you know i'm all about trying to save money to actually buy something yes so i kind of you know, suffered a little bit on space, but I have two, um, I have two puppies at home and I have a huge backyard. That's a private backyard. So my apartment is essentially small, but my backyard is huge. Oh my gosh. What kind of puppies do you have? Tell us I what have, kind of puppies. I have a French bulldog and I have a German shepherd husky. Oh my God. Oh, that's God. a big dog. Here, hold on. I'll, sh I'll show you one of them. Hold on. We have three. We have three rescues. Here she comes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love when they do that. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Push Face. Look at Push Face. He's so cute. We went. This is Bodie. Hi, Bodie. Hi, Bodie. Hello. We love dogs. Last night we went and saw A Dog's Journey. You should go see it. Even though it's sad and you'll cry, it's a very good movie. Oh, I, you know what? I, I read about that. I totally will. 
It was very, very good. We have three rescues. We have a 135-pound uh, Brazilian fila. And oh, we wow. Mastiff. Uh, Mastiff. Uh, uh, Mastiff. And we have Brandy, who's a little... Uh, uh, what is Old English Sheepdog Terrier mix. She's then, 35 pounds. And then we have a five-pound baby who's poodle and, and, terrier, and mix. terrier mix. So we love dogs. Aren't dogs oh, wonderful? Amazing. Don't you love your dogs? She's got I a remember, yard, I don't though. I know what I would do without them. So sure. cool that you have a yard. So Okay, so tell us a little bit about the in-between. How many songs do we have on the in-between? Um, there are... I always actually forget this question because I have so many songs, but then I also have like 30 second to one minute interludes in between each song that kind of depicts what the emotion of the next song after it is depicting. I think there's like 15. Um, and it was supposed to only be an EP, but it kind of turned into a full length record. And it's just, it takes you on a journey. I really like encourage people to actually listen to it from top to bottom if you have the time and you'll really get something out of it because it tells, it tells a story. I love it. And it's uh, first of all, you guys, if you want to get get the album, you can go to www. That has your whole name in it. That's okay, right? That's totally fine. <laughs> com. It's C-H-L-O-E-L-O-W-E-R-Y.com. And um, you can get the album there. Uh, her website is fabulous. Her website also has music videos. Um, there's another music video for another song up there. I forgot. It's a one-word title, I think. What was that one? Do you remember? Uh, well, I have a couple videos up. A couple. Um, I have Shiny Toy up, Renegade, Giving Up Renegade. on You. Um, and Renegade. then I have a couple interludes. So there's a, there's a bunch of videos up there. And by the end of this, once we're all done releasing it, because every song on the record has a video to accompany it. So it'll be a, basically like a full-length movie come probably September. So oh, my God. What a smart idea that is. That's a very smart idea. How, how many albums have you recorded so far? Technically, probably 20. I kid you not. But this is the first one that I have personally put out. With so nobody, nobody can fool around with you. You own it. It's mine. Yeah. And that's, that's, so did that's you, the only way to go today. Did you dear. write all the songs also? I did. I'm really proud of that. I actually sat in this room that I'm talking to y'all in. This is my mini studio. Um, I record everything here on my own. I do all my vocals. I do all my vocal production like by myself. And then I work with my producer remotely. But um, I wrote everything. Yeah, here. Just on my piano, on my guitar. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How cool is that? <laughs> I don't and, think it's I mean, cool. It was, it was a little bit lonely. I'm not going to lie. But it was more just like that was like something that I just needed to do. And also, I just needed to kind of prove to myself that I actually could do it by myself. And I didn't need... Um, I need, I didn't need to work with like Diane Warren to make like the best song of all time that like I just personally love. So I just sat here and did it myself and I'm really happy with it. Well, you're going to be the, like the new Diane Warren. You know, that's like one of my ultimate goals, even beyond like when I'm done singing, I would love to just write songs for people. I think I think amazing. I think you should do the revival of Mame Dennis. I would love to see you as Mame and you've got the voice for it. You know what? I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go tell every Broadway producer that I know we need to get that done. Tell them no, that, Jimmy Star, that Ron Russell Ron, sent Ron you from Russell the Jimmy Star Show so. with Ron Russell. And they'll listen to you because they're all terrified of me because I'm from Brooklyn and I'm Italian. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll scare them into a lead part. Absolutely. Although I'll break their legs on a curb. This always <laughs> I, I would love to see. She couldn't she do mame? Absolutely, she could do Deep anything. Bring stop the dude. Do you write songs for other people now? Do you do you write songs for people now? You know, I have a couple tracks on a couple of Yanni's albums. Um, I wrote a song actually for Everclear, which is really random. I, I did a session, and he ended up using the song for his um, record. So I have like little things here and there, and it's mainly just from being like co-writes that like people put us together to write songs mainly for my stuff. Um, but hopefully in the future, I'll write for other people. 
Jen, Everclear, he, though, that's a big deal. Everclear's awesome. <laughs> Jen, I know, Jen, it's, it's, it's so random, but I, yeah, I worked with Art for a while, and he's just that's he's super fantastic. cool. Did Yanni fall in love with you? You know what? No, he did not. He was very much a father figure. He was very um, nurturing. You know, I was only like 19 or 20 when I first yeah, met him. He really just like, took me under his wing. You're so his type, because don't forget, he was in love with Linda Evans. I, <laughs> and I, you're I, on the no, Linda Evans type. There was no blurred lines there. He's wonderful. I love Yanni's music. It's interesting. It's different. It's challenging. She's it's recorded them on a bunch of I it. Know, I know. I want, I'm going to get there. <laughs> how can we hear you? I mean, I don't understand how anybody could sing to Yanni's music. Just go check out the project Yanni Voices. You can how do we get you? YouTube. Yanni Voices, she said. Well, everyone has, it's on Spotify. Let's do it again. How do we get to you? You can find well. You can find my album on Spotify. You can type in Chloe the In Between. You'll find all my stuff. If you want to hear the Yanni stuff, you can look up Yanni Voices, and I'm all over that. You'll see it. My name's Chloe. It's right there. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, with like Trans Siberian Orchestra things like that, I don't have any recordings um, uh, that I've done yet. I just have live stuff that you can see on YouTube. Okay, that's plenty of good stuff. Everybody gets it. So that. So, so all the fans of Chloe, now you know where to go. Or yes, go on Spotify. Go to my website, go to ChloeLowry.com, and literally that's just like the mecca. It'll lead you everywhere that you need to go. And you guys will love her website. It's super fan-friendly. It's really easy to navigate. It's got a lot of cool stuff on it. And, and cause sometimes you go to websites, and they're so difficult to find anything. But yours is actually set up for people to just be really easy for them to see everything, which I appreciate a lot because I have to go to websites for every guest that come on. And sometimes like, we get these websites, and you're like, oh, my God, no wonder this person can't like sell anything. So <laughs> now priority when we were building it i was like i just wanted to look aesthetically beautiful and easy functional yes and that's what it is it's fabulous so now this brings me to the questions that i ask and and i really don't tell anybody so it's just between you and i the questions i ask oh, yeah. <laughs> okay what, what's the love life like you got a guy i mean the whole record is about a guy that i left i was with him for almost almost seven years and that's that's kind of what started the whole record was a big life change of leaving him and knowing that i had to go try to find a new life and uh -huh. since then i've been too busy working i have not found mr right and i'm too damn picky so that's where i'm at okay so listen to me if you're handsome tall thin very rich very generous <laughs> very kind very affectionate true blue not a cheetah and heavily endowed you must definitely call this girl for a date and you can follow I mean, her on do. Twitter. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all my requirements in a nutshell. They're mine too. <laughs> and you guys can find Chloe. She's on Twitter, you guys. It's at I'm underscore just underscore Chloe. Are you I'm just underscore Chloe for like Instagram and everything else too? No, for Instagram, it's just at Chloe Lowry, my whole name. And okay. Then, um, yeah, Facebook, I think it's at official Chloe Lowry. No, sorry guys, it's all confusing. But truly, just go to my website and then it'll... Take all, the all of them. There you go. ChloeLowry.com. I love it. Yes, well, I'm going to say, Chloe, fun hearing you, seeing you, meeting you for the first time, and I'm not kidding you. I have this weird hunch, because I'm a witch. You know, seriously, my family, we, no, our family, we, uh, we know things that happen. I don't know why, but my grandmother, myself, and my youngest daughter, uh, we all have these crazy, we see people and we see things about them. And I do honestly see you on a Broadway stage or some kind of a big arena. I see you on a big, I see you with a lot of people in the front of you enjoying what you're doing and you're on a big stage. So either that's Broadway or it's going to be in a musical arena somewhere, but you're going somewhere, my dear. Thank that's you my, so much, my, Jay. I'll oh, take that that's, that's not me. That's my witch's instinct. 
So I'm everybody, listen up, everybody. So this is Chloe Lauer, you guys. She's an indie artist. She put this record out on her own. She like let her heart bleed and tells you a whole story. You got to get her new album. It's called The In Between. It's everywhere you can get digital music. You can get it wherever you need to, or you can go to her website and you can get it. Um, you got to follow her on social media. Buy the record. She lives in New York. She needs to like pay her rent. That's very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you need- I'm a struggling artist. I need, I need food, so please buy my record. Yeah, so buy the record. It's ChloeLowry.com, C-H-L-O-E-L-O-W-E-R-Y.com. We also want to thank uh, Alicia Brown from PFA Media for helping set this interview up, and we want to thank Scotty J from Rock Titan TV because he's the one who contacted Alicia who, who helped me set the whole thing up, so thank you, Scotty J. We wish you all the success on the planet with Thanks this new record fabulous and look up rebecca knox on imdb from like orange is the new black because we had her on not too long ago and you look very similar wait let your hair down for us real quick let us see your hair oh i mean it's crazy i don't think you want to see it at the moment yeah, we want to see it we want to see it all like all over because it's like it's short it's crazy it's curly it's like, it's, all, it's like Marilyn-y, but like it's just crazy right it's now. It's sexy. It's sexy. <laughs> it's just like Rebecca oh, I love Knox. It. Look her you up. You know what? I love it just the way it looks. It looks oh, this, that is I enough. Mean, you this look, is crazy, guys. No, it's you so look. Good. It's so today. Undone hair is so today. My day, they would have put you in a crazy house. But today, <laughs> that that's so like in. You're a beautiful girl with a beautiful smile, and I think I see and feel a beautiful soul. Aww. I'm pretty sure I do. Pretty sure I do. And I wish you, honey, the best of luck, the greatest of success, the best of health and happiness. And may you find the right man and have it all. There you go. Grateful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. I mean it too. Bye Bye bye, honey. What a nice girl. What a fabulous, beautiful girl. She's a sweet girl. She looks like a lot of different superstars. You know, I feel so sorry for everybody in my business. I sincerely wish that everybody in my business could get to be where they want to be and become who they want to become. And so many don't. And it's heartbreaking because they spend so much money, years and effort and energy trying to be. And and not everybody can be. Wouldn't it be ridiculous if everybody was uh, Miley Cyrus? But actually, though, this one's got so much talent. She's got I know, so much I, talent. Listen, I heard her voice. You know, when you're getting signed she, at age 12, no, so she's got it's going to hit. She's got you know, most people sing it's all mechanical, as we've discussed a million times. They put you through machinery and you sound like uh, Barbara Streisand. But this one's got a powerful voice. Powerful. That's I mean, what Scotty J said when could, he like. She could knock the, the, the socks off you. And I think that kind of voice is going to be recognized. Everybody knows I like those big voices. So no, I see her on Broadway. I'm seriously in a big musical, belting them out. The audiences would vibrate from it. I think it's fabulous. So again, everybody, check out ChloeLowry.com. And Chloe is C-H-L-O-E. L-O-W-E-R-Y dot com. Yay. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a quick music break. You guys you guys ready for a music break? Um, D, Danielle, and Scotty J, let's do the Sherry Oakley little girl video. Okay. I'm ready when you guys are. Sounds good. Country music artist Sherry Oakley. And uh, this is a song she wrote for Mother's Day and Father's Day. Uh, I don't know if she wrote it, but she sings it. Uh, It's a fabulous song. It's called Little Girl. I think you guys are going to like it. Um, And on Enjoy, you guys. So, everybody, this is Cherie Oakley, Little Girl. Enjoy.
All right, guys, we're back. We're live. All right, everybody, that was Cherie Oakley, little girl, you guys. We've been playing her other single, Work It, 
uh, which is doing really, really well. And she's like a superstar. She's performed with everybody on the planet, and now she's gone solo, and that's uh, her second song. But her first single was Work It. Um, I think everybody loves it. We also want to give a shout-out to Dave Hughes, who's in the chat room now, who uh, just got here and said that uh, happy birthday to Ron. Thank you so much, Davey. How are you, baby? There you go. You got to, like, love it. <laughs> what do you got to love? Huh? What do you got to love? Dave Hughes. He's a cool guy. I know he's cool. Remember, we had him on the show that one time. I know, Dave. He called in. What's up, Dave? How's everything going? <laughs> I have to talk a little bit about the movie I just wound up last week that I'm not allowed to mention the title or talk anything about the film because of this nonsense they do today. They're afraid somebody's going to steal the film. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's already been shot. How could it be stolen? But this is what Lionsgate or whoever gate devil's gate they want us to do so i'm talking about a film that i just finished playing in that i cannot talk about so how do you talk about a film that you you're don't not you just say you shot about? it and it'll be coming out in halloween so who gives a shit that's the stupidest thing to talk about <laughs> well mean, you have two films that'll be coming out in halloween yeah well and uh and one i could talk about circus road i could talk about circus road i play a minister who marries people and then sends them down Circus Road for a reason. Now, the reason, I don't know if I'm going to blow the plot, but the reason is I'm not really a minister in Las Vegas. I pretend I am. I get people's money. And then, of course, they're going to find out I'm not a minister and report me. So what do I do? I send them down Circus Road. Now, what happens to them on Circus Road is... You don't know because you've never seen it. No. Go see the movie. <laughs> I'll see it for the first time at the premiere. That's right. So Circus Road. I mean, he's got this other one he just finished. Circus Road starring Sadie Katz. Yay. Yay. Who's in Italy right now. We want to send filming. love and prayers to yes. Sadie Katz because we love her. She's filming a major movie, not a horror movie, a thriller. She told me the basic plot of the movie. Boy, is that going to be an exciting movie, my friends. Really exciting. And I can't wait to see it. So that Sadie Katz in Italy, I forgot what the name is. I think she told me the title, and I'm allowed to use it. Next week, I'll tell you the title of the of the movie when I When he it. was on set, too, when Ron was on set, we got to meet and hang out with. We had already met her, but we didn't talk to her too much. But the fabulously talented Felissa Rose, yeah, who is an icon wonderful. in the horror industry. Um, she was the star of Sleepaway Camp, and she's made like 100 movies. And she's super, super cool and gorgeous. And so we got to hang out with her, and that was a lot of fun. And... And Dave Hughes says, oh, my God, Sadie, I'm drooling and dribbling. <laughs> Thinking of well, taking a flight to Rome. <laughs> you know, you know, Jimmy Starr, when Sadie was at a party at our house, Jimmy Starr threw out a bunch of his old designs, which Sadie fits perfect. She could have been a Jimmy Starr designer. And Jimmy said they were in the laundry room, and she was changing, and she was topless and just in panties. And Jimmy said she's got the most beautiful body. Now, David Hughes, what would you have said? <laughs> <laughs> if you were in the laundry room with Sadie alone, topless, in just see-through panties, brief little—I just said that. That's all. Brief little La Perla panties, Dave. He Dave. says right now he's getting ready. To, he's he he can't talk right now. He says no comment, but he's like booking his flight to Italy right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> when Sadie comes on the show, Dave, we're gonna have a talk to you. We should actually yeah, let Dave talk call in one day when Sadie's there. And he go, can say that's hi just to what her. I said. That's It'd just what fun. I finished saying. Dave, Sadie will fix his wig and she'll breathe heavy and talk. <sighs> Dave will kill himself. But he's married. Dave, what does your wife think of these shenanigans? That's why he says no comment. Probably. Right. What are you gonna do? Who knows? So anyway, we got lots Sadie of fun things coming up. Sadie is a sexy, up. beautiful girl, and I love and adore her like my daughter. We're very close, Sadie and I. She's like one of my dearest, bestest friends in the world. He wrote I laughing my I ass love off. Her to, I love her to pieces. He wrote laughing my ass off, which is fun. You got to like love it. I'm not making a comment on that one. Okay. That's okay. Look at the dogs. They're all like running around the house going crazy. Randy's looking for shit to eat. Why are we talking? Because um, we have 15 minutes before our next guest comes on. 15 minutes? We yeah. have to fill with... Well, I have a song we're going to play. With boring bullshit? It's not boring bullshit. Tell them... Some, what else did we do? We must have done something else. We went to this cool party Saturday night after the book signing. Oh, yes. At Howard... Uh, not Howard Hughes. Uh, Hugh Hefner's house. Playboy magazine, Hugh Hefner. Uh, he had a house here in Palm Springs. And a friend of ours, uh, Ariel, owns it. And we went to a party there. Let me tell you, this house was absolutely Playboy Bunny. Uh, you walk in, the swimming pool's in the middle of the living room, a gig gigantic swimming pool, round, and the ceiling is missing. It's round also, looking at the sky. Then all the furniture is around the pool. Five bedrooms with five bathrooms and a million little lounge rooms where the Playboy girls sat as you Hefner's male friends came and sat with them. So I'm wondering what went on. In that uh, house, had Dave, a sunken living Dave, room. Dave, Dave, Dave. It had a sunken living room and a huge I think kitchen. All the bunnies were entertaining gentlemen in it. It might have been a house of ill repute. Dave, I don't know. Dave says he wants your shirt. Oh, it's <laughs> cute, isn't it? You get it at Macy's. I think I got this at Macy's, <laughs> like thirty dollars or something. It's got parrots on. I like parrots. There you go. You gotta like love it. So we went to this great thing. Oh wait, Eileen just sent me a message. Oh, let's just see what Eileen says. Oh, never mind. I can't say that. What, what'd she say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> is it about what I said about? No, it's something else, but I can't mention it. Not, not about, it. you know, who? Uh, it's No, no, not about anybody, but I can't mention it. Thanks, Eileen. You're right. <laughs> what did she say? Nothing. You tell me in my ear. No. Hey, what's up? Michaela's oh. in the chat room. What's up, Michaela? How are you? Um, say hi to Michaela. Hey, baby. There you guys Michaela, go. Michaela, baby. So Eileen and I are going to be working with a very cool new pop R&B star. And uh, he's a young guy. He's from Mexico. His name's Ian Guerin. Guerin or Guerin? I'm not sure. Guerin. Uh, like war. His Guerin. album came out like two, two, uh, two months ago. And his first single was called Roll the Dice. He's going to start a new single releasing soon. Uh, but this is a great song. I love it. I listen to it on Spotify all the time. Um, uh, Danielle and Scott, do you have Ian Guerin roll the dice? Yep, I'm ready to go. How about you, Scott? Scotty I J. Have, uh, yes, sir. I, uh, I have the video. Yes, I have the video yes. all ready to rock and roll. All right, so on enjoy, everybody. This is Ian Guerin. The name of the single is called Roll the Dice. It's a fun video. Enjoy. Hello, doll. How you been? Life hadn't given us a chance to speak. So right now, I'ma tell you a story. Sort of behind the scenes of you and me. The things that happened while you weren't here. Cause it's been a long time since you left. But I never got over it. I always thought we'd have another chapter. I promise not to mess up this time around. 
All right, guys, we are live. All right, everybody, that was Ian Garen. Roll the dice. If you want to hear the rest of his album, it's a really great album. Go to Spotify and type in Ian Garen, I-A-N-G-U-E-R-I-N. So what are you doing now with that? Singing. Oh, you're singing Roll the Dice or Roll the Red River? I'm singing Roll Jimmy Over and Have a Good Time. (laughs) Roll the Red Dice. You guys should hear the stuff that we talk about when we're not on the air. Scott, our our engineer, is uh, sailing up Red River this week. (laughs) I think he's the radio show perv. Say that again? He's going to be the new designated radio show perv. Yes, a new lady. Oh, yes. Oh, see, uh, she likes that because the baton has been passed to Scott now yeah. to be the radio show perv. You see what happens now that I've gotten comfortable with you guys? It's like a nightmare. 
Well, that, that's because Danielle has become the Vistal Virgin. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She hasn't put out in about a so month. So who was the no. guy you were with on Memorial Day then? Tell us. He's not the policeman or he is the policeman? No, he's, he's some dude who is a high school coach and an MMA fighter. And a what fighter? MMA fighter. Oh, my God. Those guys are, like, What's tough. That? MMA, those people who fight in the cages. Okay. So what kind the of cages, submission like on TV, did they put go in? The cages oh, a, he's a price fighter. Boxer. No, not boxer. MMA means you can do anything. You see those cages and the people in the middle of the cages fighting? No, I've never he's seen He's a cage that. fighter. Yeah, you have because you changed the channel because you don't like that's it. That's disgusting, putting people in cages. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this world? They make a lot of money. I know that, but garbage sells. I mean, putting people in cages. How, no, how, big cages. I don't care. It's primitive. <laughs> Masters so how did you? So how did, wait, how did you meet this one? How did you meet him, Danielle? All right, so you know my friend that I take pictures with on Instagram all the time, the, the tall dude. Yes. Well, we were at Renegades, and he was, like, talking to some people, and I was just like, oh, my God, who is that? And he's like, oh, well, I talked to him. Like, you know, he's a friend of mine that was had a second job. I was like, oh, is he single? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I, I need a couple more drinks, and then I'll start to flirt because if I don't, I'm like Ricky Bobby with that interview. I don't know what to do with my hands when I flirt sober. I can't flirt sober. It's it's a train wreck. So I got his Snapchat, and we just started talking, and, you know. Yeah. You can't flirt so cuz you don't come across I have not an idea what she said. She, she no. has to have a drinks to flirt and she got his Snapchat which is a social media. And what about her hands? Thing. What about I, her hands? It's I like um said. I don't like I'm very awkward. I'm socially awkward especially when it comes to like the opposite sex. J dating in general, I'm a very awkward person. So like I do weird things like I try to um my grandpa's Italian, so I talk with my hands a lot. And when I start to flirt sober, like, I really don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you what to do horrible. with your hands. Grab him by the balls and rub a little. You'll see how fast he'll go home with you. I think I was at the bar one time before, like, I started drinking, and this dude came up and started talking to me, and he said a joke, and I was like, <laughs> and snorted so loud. I'm just like, yep, this is why I'm single. <laughs> it, it's horrible I'm telling you like I am confident to an extent but then like I get around like somebody I find attractive I saw this shirt it says single and ready to be awkward around people I find attractive I was like oh my god that's me absolutely don't you, don't you dare wear that shirt Wear a shirt that says, I'm a piece of ass. You should be so lucky. I have, a, I have a shirt that I wear. It's a tank top. It says, I touch beards on the first date. Good, but don't you ever put yourself down on a T-shirt? What are you crazy? I am socially awkward. I feel like that's just my cute. Yeah, but you keep you keep that a secret. You don't tell people your everything. You know, you got to be a little mysterious. I mean, it, walk in, it, walk into a room, smile, look at a guy, then don't look at him again, then look back at him and smile, then don't look at him again. That confuses him. I guess I well, I do. I guess like I'll meet new people and I'll walk into the bar that I go to on Fridays to go line dancing. And they're like, yo, D, I don't want to talk. I didn't want to talk to you at first. I'm like, why? They're like, you come into here and you look like a bitch. Like, you have resting bitch face. Like, you just walk in the door and you act like you own the place. I was like, I don't think I do that. They're like, yeah, you're very intimidating. And my best friend that I take pictures with okay. all the time, I would say, like, when I first met him, he was, he told me straight up, he's like, I was scared of you. And he's like 6'2". He's like, yeah, I didn't really want to talk okay. to you. The next guy that says to you, you have a bitch face, pull down your jeans and panties and say, well, what do you think of this face? <laughs> it's actually pretty clever. 
Okay. <laughs> I love. I love and then you'll hear him say, "Oh, what a pretty pussy face." <laughs> and then is... they then, then they melt. They become slobs. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you know? Florida men are like their own type of breed of men. They're all. I don't. I don't even understand. Like, uh, I want to move out of Florida so bad. I'm just tired of all the dudes here. They're just. They don't know what don't they move, want. Don't move to Palm Springs because everybody's gay. No, but they're the, <laughs> you know, men are the same all over. Are it's, they? It's the era. It's the the me, me, me era. It's the, the text phone era. You know, they text each other, I love you. Nobody tells anybody anymore they love them. It's I all know. on Facebook. That's, I love you, I love you, I love you. I know. In my day, you told people you love them. I, that's what <clears> I'm <throat> saying. Like, my ex-boyfriend, like, if we're, we were together for, like, four years, and he always asked me every year for my birthday, what do I want? And I said, I want you to handwrite me a letter to tell me how much you love me. He's like, why? I tell you I love you all the time. I was like, no. Just, like, handwrite it. I don't want it in a text message. I don't want you to tell me, like, handwrite <laughs> they a letter. They don't know how to do script. Make Kayla in the chat room says Danielle needs to embrace her singleness. In the right time, the man will find her and appreciate and love her for who she is, okay. which is true. But in the meantime, you have to whore around and have some fun. <laughs> See, even I told you the secret. Is... You never listen to me, Danielle. You date five men at the same time. That you must do that because that builds your self confidence. Out like... of the five men, you'll get one you like and one who like you. The rest of them are just toys. They're good for your ego. Let them beg for your body. Let them whine and dine you. Let them think they're going to go somewhere with you. But you know damn well they never will. But they're good for your ego and they keep you active. Then the one that really likes you knows about the other four. He'll go after you because men want after you get what you want. You don't want it. You know the song? Yeah, that's actually <clears throat> some, pretty good, uh, some pretty good dating advice. I'm not going to lie. No, really, men, I've always, I, I made a point of it. Jimmy knows this. Anybody that knows me over the 100 years of my life, since I'm a young guy of 16, I always made it a point to find five people to date at the same time. I used to count them. I used to go all over New York. Until he got with one, until he found the right one. Then when I found the right one, that was it. I wasn't interested in anybody else. You know, but you have to date five because one is sloppy looking, one is ugly, one has no teeth, one has no hair. You know, they all have something wrong with them. And then you sort them out, get rid of the ones you don't like and keep the one you like. But only dating one man makes you desperate and hard up because you put all your eggs in one basket. And you say, oh, I love him, I love him, I love him. And then when he leaves you, you have nothing. But if you have five men and the guy you like leaves you, well, you've got four others to go out and have a good time with. <laughs> I agree. So the lesson here is everybody have a harem. It's not a harem. It's you know, in my day we dated. My sister used to date like crazy also. Back in the nineteen fifties, uh people women were not putting out like they do today. Women were still virgins, they wore girdles and panties. Bef and, and and before you got to their bodies, you had to go through elastic and snaps and wires and who the hell could bother? But women, <laughs> women were virtuous back then. A man wouldn't marry a woman that put out. If she gave to him, he'll say, oh, she gives to everybody. I don't want that woman. She's a whore. So women were virtuous. Men dated women. They, they dated lots of women at the same time. People, we all dated a lot of people at the time. To find, we used to go to dances on Friday night to pick up the guys and girls that we would date on Saturday night. Because Saturday night was the loneliest night of the week if you didn't have a date. I mean, I remember girls that didn't have a Saturday night date, they would lay on their beds crying because they didn't have it, they were embarrassed. 
It was a whole different time. That's so anyway, now we've got to go, though, to our next guest. <sighs> okay. So you guys um, both have the single Divergence, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, so we're going to play, and then we're going to get Kieran Garrett on the phone. Um, the name of the song is Divergence, you guys, and uh, Kieran goes by Kieran Garrett and Synthonic Beats. The single came out not too long ago. It's really cool. He's one of the greatest piano players you will ever meet, and uh, I think you guys are going to like it. He's not Skyping? Yeah, he's Skyping. Oh, okay. So the name of the song is Divergence. Um, on Enjoy, you guys. Here's Kieran Garrett, everybody. Divergence, enjoy. Thank you. 
All right, everybody, we're live. Hey, everybody, that's Kieran Garrett, and that was the single that he just released recently called Divergence. Say something so we can make sure everybody can hear you. Hey, how's it going? Good, and then did I pronounce your name right? Yeah, Kieran, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented Kieran Garrett. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Actually, everybody in the chat room is loving it. Somebody wrote it reminds me a bit of Shack Attack, which I don't even know what that is. Yeah, no, I remember. Uh, and it would be a great spin in the funk scene in the UK, which he is in the UK, everybody. And um, In the dark. and uh, He's in the dark. And let me introduce you to everybody, Karen, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. If ever I get to England again, I'm going to punch you right in the face when I see you. <laughs> Because you are so handsome, and we don't see you. Now, call your wife, tell her to come in, get that floor lamp, and aim it at your face. So at least they see a minute of your face. Please, please, please. Well, you got to help us out here. There we go. No, no, no. Aim it more. No, oh, actually, no. let it go across your lap. Let look it go how, across your look lap. Look how handsome he is. is yeah, look, he's yeah a, that's good. You can handsome see you that and way. the son of a bitch is in the dark. I can't believe him. See, he only gives a shit about this piano. He don't care about his looks. <laughs> look, you're in this piano room. He's not vain. He's just a piano guy. So besides besides Ron, we've got our engineer in uh, Pennsylvania. And his name is Scotty J. So say hi to Scotty J. Hey, Scotty J. How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Good, sir. Good, good. Then we have Danielle, who's in West Palm Beach, Florida. Danielle, say hi to Kieran. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Danielle. There you go. Hey. Listen, Karen, do you have any candles? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, well, light a friggin' candle. Darkness is really upsetting. I know, but don't worry about it. You can see him. We can now, see him. now you have to play the piano for us because we can't see you, so at least we can hear you. <laughs> do something. He'll play something in a no, minute. we got to talk to him first. No, I want to hear the piano. I don't like him. He's in the dark. <laughs> That's okay. No, don't worry about he it. He doesn't matter. It's his piano that counts. Who cares about him? <laughs> so you guys, Kieran... Karen goes under also goes under the name Synthonic Beats. His Twitter is at Synthonic Beats. S Y N. You know there was a group called Synthonic Beats. Synthonic, not phonic. Thonic. I said symphonic. You hard of hearing, old queen. <laughs> yeah. Synthonic <laughs> Beats. Um, it's S Y N T H O N I C Beats. Um, and you can go to Synthonic.biz for his website. He's classically trained on the piano and tuba. At age seven, do you still play the tuba? No, God no. <laughs> <laughs> He smokes. He probably smokes and lost all his air. <laughs> no. You smoke? You smoke? No, no, not me. Everybody in England smokes. Did you notice that? Yeah. They have, English people have rotten teeth and smoke a lot. <laughs> and they tell you, my That's friend, quite a generalization. My friend James Jessup, who is very English, and a dear friend said that to me. He said, everyone in England has bad teeth and they smoke a lot. Now, I learned that from an Englishman. I know, but we've had all kinds of English people. Look at it. First of all, smile. How can you see it? You can <laughs> see it. What, what do you see? You see a nose. No, you can he's see smiling. it. Do you know he's smiling. Do you oh. know he's smiling? There you oh. go. Oh, now oh, we can see. Oh, where can I sit where you can see me? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, That's good. Back, lean back. back. Lean back for a minute. Go back a little bit more. More, 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 more. Yeah, oh, now we can see you. You look, how, you look, like, my, you look like my ex-brother-in-law, Jan. Look how nice you look. You got nice teeth too. See, you you're white. We thought you were African American for a while. In the dark. <laughs> but you're white. Now, seriously, you're gonna play something for me in that piano, or, or you're full of shit. Well, this out of tune old thing. I, I just teach on this. Well, what do you want? Only one, one, one. 
one thing that you must play on the piano that everybody does, Autumn Leaves. Oh, God. I hate that tune. Okay. <laughs> on, to the, on to the next one. <laughs> How cool is that, though? Everybody plays Autumn Leaves on the piano. Because they like much. the tickle where they go, those autumn leaves drip by my window. He plays his own music, though. Well, that's a piano. So, did you play um, by ear, or are you a reader, or do you play by ear? No, 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 I'm classically trained and then self taught in jazz. So, um, yeah, I, I can read. But you don't play anything by ear, by feeling, by better sounds. Yeah, part, yeah partly. Yeah, yeah, it's a mixture of everything. Because I knew a wonderful piano player. In fact, I dated him. Uh, he was a soap opera actor by the name of, um, what was his name again? I don't know. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm so old. Anyway, he was a, he, used to play, he, played the blue, he used to play piano with the Blue Note, which was a nightclub in Greenwich Village. And boy, what a, what a jazz player he was. He used to play the Harlem Neck Nocturne. Do you know Harlem Nocturne by piano? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are pieces that solos just knock the shit out of people. You used to go crazy. Casey, yeah. Mike, Casey, Mike, K, C, Michaels. That's who it was. I so think. hold on, go back. So first of all, where in the UK are you? Uh, Kingston. Kingston, Kingston, Southwest London. Okay, so right. he's in Southwest London. Everybody. They speak English there. I know. The rest of England doesn't speak English. What do you mean it doesn't speak English? They speak like Cockney or Weirdney. No. Is that true? Yeah. yeah it depends on where you are. I, I, I only know Marble Arches. Because every time I got lost in London, I would say, could you tell me how to get to Marble Arches? Because my hotel was there. <laughs> <laughs> and they put me on the tube, and they'd send me to Marble Arches. Now, I'm on the tube with my daughter, Leslie, and there's a woman or man sitting opposite us. We couldn't figure it out if she was a man or a woman. Because a lot of the older English people, the men look like women, and the women look like men. Did you ever notice that? They all look like Maggie Smith. And, yeah, really, it's true. So I loved it. Then we went to Toulouse. Then we went to what's her name's wax museum, Madame Tussaud, yeah, which yeah. is in London. I love London. Piccadilly. I've been to Madame Tussauds in Piccadilly <laughs> Circus. You know what I didn't like about London? We oh. had bre we had this is back in this is going back twenty years ago or more. We had breakfast in American dollars, twenty one dollars for bangers and eggs and something. I got balls over there, you know, really expensive food. <laughs> Don't you find the restaurants expensive? He doesn't have anything to compare it to. If he lives there, then he's used to it. No, I spent a bit I've been to the States a few times, and the breakfasts are way better. So, okay, we'll give you that. And cheaper. You got, <laughs> you, like J Jim, Jimmy took me to Denny's for my birthday yesterday. I got it free because it was my birthday. They give you a free Grand Slam. Jimmy's a big spender, by the way. Do you guys uh, have Denny's in the UK? It's a, no, it's an, a, no, I've been there. I've been to oh, Denny's. Okay. Watch. But I seriously, I seriously love England. I go there often, and I, when I'm in London, I feel um, tired. Uh, what do I feel in London? I feel. I love it. I love the pop. I, it's something weird. There's something weird about London that when you're there, you suddenly get trans. Brought back to another time, I think is what I want to say. I feel like I'm in the day of Jack the Ripper. Yeah, it's the architecture. It, 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 it dates back a bit further, doesn't it, than a lot of places in the States. Or, or Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, so, wait, wait. Harry is, is Harry Potter popular in London like it is over here? Of course. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. Harry Potter. I watch. I, I've seen all yeah. the movies. I, I like all of it. So we, hold on. We, I wanna... we, we have many friend, good friends who live in London. We have a lot of people who come on our show yeah. from London. So when we're in London, we really get entertained well, and people take us all we over. We have a guy in the chat room. His name's Dave Hughes. He's from England someplace. I don't know where. He just typed in the chat room, London is not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. And you so, know what pissed me off? Just James Jessup and I are driving in. Oh, by the way, he let me drive because he's in Lancashire, all the way up in the country, North London, England. And he let me drive. I've never driven on the wrong side of, of the car. Guess the what? I knocked road. a mirror off somebody's car. <laughs> A parked car, because I got, I got all fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> we go into London, and I think it was $9. And I said, what's the $9 for? He said, oh, you have to pay a toll to go into London to keep the cars out. I said, that's bullshit. The queen is pocketing that money. She's buying wigs. Come on. <laughs> Nine, $9 to go to London. What kind of bullshit is that? We have to pay that, though, to go into New York. Those are, those are tunnels that you have to pay for. This is a road. This is no tunnel. It's a regular road. <laughs> That's the congestion charge you're talking about, right? That's certain times of the day. It's not. It's like if you go in the evening, it's it's free. It's like after harvest. Oh, there you go. I love the accent. I loved Lancashire. James took me to a pub that was back from the days of the Three Musketeers. My hair was hitting the ceiling. That's how low it was, and I had the best, best two gallons of <laughs> what is it? Lager. The beer I love. I love it. Some kind of dark no, beer. No, the, the brown one, the really dark one. Yeah, ale. Yeah, yeah. The ale. Guinness, ale. Guinness, 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 Guinness. Oh, Guinness, Cyrus. I had like two or three gallons of Guinness. Yeah, you have to drink I, at least four or five pints. I absolutely love it. You got to like, all right, I let's was, go. I was blitzed. Go back to the music. Wait, Wait I was blitzed. We're going to go there. We have time. This is interesting. People don't only want to hear bullshit about what they do. They want to hear stories. I'm going to go to that. You met your wife where? In the tavern? I met her in a in a uh, nightclub in uh, Clapham Junction, actually Clapham Common, which is in London. Were you performing? No. Well, I was dancing. Does that count? <laughs> well, depends if you have clothes on. <laughs> now, is she pre- Is your wife pretty? I think so. Does she have nice teeth? She does. Good. You, you scored. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids? How many kids do you have? No, uh, we haven't. We don't have any kids. We're okay. we're uh, oh, we're uncle and auntie to six, well, three nephews, three nieces. So, and no, oh, wow, no, that's no, a lot. Do- no dogs. No, we've got a house rabbit. <laughs> a house rabbit? rabbit. Does it run loose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they shit all over. How do you live with that? Nah, he's trained. He's trained. Train rabbits poopoo every five seconds. Rain, her rabbits trained and our dogs not. <laughs> how, how do you train a rat? How do you train a rabbit? So he's just really good. Yeah, he, he craps in the same corner every every day. He's he's good. <laughs> now, now for an intelligent. Is it white? <laughs> white and black. White and black. Okay. Now for an intelligent question. After all the stupid ones I've been asking, uh, what made you decide on jazz and not something else? Because jazz is very difficult. But I must say it's coming back, and I'm happy because I love jazz. I've been to every village, Greenwich Village joint in the 1950s, and I've listened to some of the best, best jazz. And also in L.A., Earl Palmer, the drummist. Yeah. I've been to the uh, the uh, baked potato. Did you ever go to the baked potato in L.A.? Next time you're there, go. The best jazz you'll hear in the country. Cool. So tell me, answer that question. What made you choose jazz? Because I love jazz. 
I, I've tried to answer this before and I can't. I, I was always drawn towards it when I was a kid and when everyone else was listening to their rock and, rock and roll or pop stuff, I was listening to Miles Davis and Thelonious Monk and it's just something I've been drawn towards and it, it's in me. I just love it. So I can't, I can't answer it. I don't know. It's just something that I'm constantly drawn towards. Now, do you like progressive jazz? I like pretty much any genre of jazz. Any jazz, yeah. I like the more understandable jazz. When it gets a little too jazzy, uh, you know, they sort of go off and go all over. It, yeah. It's kind of frustrating. But if they stick to the, the, the song and they do a good... Peggy Lee, do you know who Peggy Lee is? Yeah. Yeah, she sang jazz, and she was one of the greatest jazz... Pro- and also, um, who the hell else... Quite a few American artists were great jazz uh, singers. Who do you think is the best jazz singer? Uh, to be honest, I, the, the jazz, the straight ahead jazz I listen to, but don't, I don't really like singers. I like the instrumental stuff. In terms of singers on the stuff that I'm doing at the moment, I like the R&B and the soul stuff. Like, Well, Lyndon David Hall was a great uh uh, soul singer and multi-instrumentalist in the UK. He died a few years back, too young. But someone more uh, current, I guess, Tom Mish, is that kind of style that I'm going towards if I if I want a singer. But yeah, how, how uh, about how about Ella Fitzgerald? Uh, amazing, they're all amazing. But it's just it's not the kind of music I'm drawn. Not your thing, right? You just uh, like... I like like the Snarky Puppy and the Wolfpex of okay. You know, uh, current. Okay. That's the kind of stuff I like. No, but you mentioned uh, Miles Davis. Oh, Jesus Christ, my mind. Miles Davis. Miles Davis. And I agree with you. He had a sound that was very different, unique than most. Yeah. And he think? Changed, he changed, yeah, man. And he changed music forever. And he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was listening to when I was 13, 14, 15. And, uh, who do you listen to now that you're older? Like, because Miles Davis and Thelonious Monk, those are like older. Uh, are there other like contemporary artists that are popular that you listen to now that you like? Yeah, so uh, so I mentioned uh, Snarky Puppy from the States. Yes. I love Anomaly. I absolutely love Canadian guy, and he's all around Europe and touring constantly. So that's the kind of stuff that I kind of wanted to emulate last year with the uh, debut EP. Now it's kind of pushing more towards the funk stuff that I started playing years ago. And so my new track coming out, even the, the latest one, but the newest one that I haven't released yet, it's got a singer. I've, I'm just getting guest spots from all the guys that I've met over the last few years. Um, got singer, sax player, bass player, and they're all amazing players. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it was supposed to be electro-funk down... Uh, 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 what's it? Can't remember. Um, it's edging. <laughs> it's edging towards just out and out funk. But I don't. I don't want to put it in a box. It just whatever comes out comes out. But it is funk. okay. So now impress me. Impress me. Play something really quickly. A little bit of something that's going to impress the hell out of me. Let me hear your true technique. You're not going to hear this, are you? Are you going to hear this? Yeah, hear this? Oh, everybody yeah, can hear it. Yes, we hear can hear it. Makes me want to dance. You can play. You can bang that box, baby. You sure can. Really good. So you got fingers that move. You're good. 
do you have to do a lot of stuff to train your fingers like or to keep your fingers so they don't hurt at the end of the day after playing um yeah it's just constant writing constant playing just keeps them fit so if i'm writing a tune i'll i'll go it eight nine hours i don't break unless i need the loo um <laughs> i just <laughs> and, don't, and don't, that's enough. don't they tell you to keep your fingers in something warm and moist <laughs> where are we going <laughs> <laughs> that's for all the pigs out there <laughs> so so uh, how, how much how much music have you actually released and then where does anybody go if they want to like if they want to like hear more of your music or if they want to purchase your music where do people go so debut ep came out july no that's a lie single came out in july last year uh, another single in August, and the full EP came out the 1st of September. The new single, Divergence, came out the 1st of May. Uh, next single is going to be... It's, I've just got the first mix back today um, from the, the guy that mixes and masters my stuff, uh, and it's sounding great. A couple of tweaks here and there, so I guess another month, two months, and it, it, it's available everywhere, so on all, all platforms iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you Google yeah, Play, and, everywhere. And I don't know about England, but I know in America, especially New York, jazz is like almost the number one music everybody's listening to. So if I were you, I would target all your albums this way, and you'll sell because uh, jazz is coming. I mean, Jimmy, you know how many jazz joints are in New York? Yeah, now? there's a lot. Not so many here in California. I'm pissed off. We live in Palm Springs where the music is like Elton oh. John, but you know. Uh, I wish we had jazz clubs here. I miss it. I miss going. Years ago, we used to go there. You could smoke a joint in the club because it was allowed. We go in the village down the basement, and it'd be smoky, and everybody's smoking pot, and suddenly the blue lights come up, and the guy gets on the piano, and he plays something that your fucking head is floating out the door. It was a wonderful time for jazz. Yeah. It really was. Have you been? Have you been to New York? Have you been to New York before? I haven't. I was supposed to go last year. I haven't. I've I've been to Florida a lot. That's where oh. my uh, my dad lives, so I go there quite a lot. Um, I've been to LA. I've been to Palm Springs a couple of times, um, but New York or LA, we're going back uh, next. No, end of this year. You've there got you go. to you go got to, to New York and you've got to go to the dives, all the dumps and the dives down in the, like Bowery Place. All those clubs, they're horrible. They're bricks, rats down in the cellar. But boy, oh boy, you're going to have a good time. Is The music's fabulous and the people are totally outrageously real and wonderful. And I miss it so much. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean it. I miss it. I miss my New York. I'm a native. I was born in Brooklyn. So wait, wait. So being a jazz guy, though, like, do you listen to like mainstream music? Like, do you listen to like, I don't know, Coldplay or like, I don't know, I'm just picking out a band. But do you listen to any mainstream music at all? Or do you primarily listen to the stuff that you also play? Yeah, not not really. Yeah, I just listen to anything remotely jazz. I love classical music. Um, and I listen to the odd thing that I hear, you know, now and again, for, more for production ideas, uh, you know, current production ideas. But no, uh, I, I'll be brutally honest that harmonically, it just bores me a little bit <laughs> for a lot of the. No, I believe it. A lot of people think that. A lot of people, and a lot of people don't like the music of now um, at all. I find people that have beat. Now, let me define beat. Uh, when he bangs that piano, he's got beat in his piano. It's like he's playing a drum. I find that people that have beat in their music do not like uh, any other kind of music because they're missing the beat. 
Mm. Do you agree with that, that, that jazz has a beat? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a feel thing. So, yeah, you've either got feel or you haven't. And, yeah, so I think that, I think that's what you're getting at. It's that innate, yeah. Yeah, thing. I don't think jazz people, jazz people don't dig a violin. <laughs> Some... They, well, I mean, no, I mean, anybody that I know that did jazz, you know, when they start off, dun, 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 dun. what's her name who used to play in the village in the Four Oaks? I wish the Four Oaks was still around and you go down there. You'd, you'd love it. This black lady was, she died, by the way, at the piano at like 90 years old. She played in the Four Oaks uh, club for years. She was some hell of a jazz player. And could she sing? Whew. The old days were fabulous. People today don't think that the young kids don't dig jazz because it's not rap, and I think rap is repulsive. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, well, it's too much on uh, production, and when you strip the production back, there's often nothing left. Yes, I don't find anything ingenious about it, talented of it, or creative. I just think it's a bunch of people talking like stupid idiots about the crappy neighborhood they live in or how bitchy their women are and they want to beat them, cut them, and kill them. So, you know, I'm not happy about rap. But if I hear a good jazz soloist really uh, going berserk on the piano, which sometimes they do, and they forget what they're doing. They just go off into another planet. Yeah. It, stim it stimulates my blood. Yeah, man. Good. Well, I'm, good. I'm glad there's some listeners out there. <laughs> Absolutely. It really, so how, it how really is, stimulates. Doesn't, how it, is, doesn't it like, we used the expression, it sends me. They don't do that anymore. Like your piano would send me. If I heard you in a club, I'd say, wow, his piano sends me. Are there clubs Are there clubs in the UK? I mean, I know you've played a lot of clubs in the past in the yeah. Q play in, in the UK in places. Um, and I know you have a quartet, the Kieran Garrett Quartet. I don't know if you still have that, but but like, is your is the music? Are there places for you to play in the UK, and is the music well received in the UK? Yeah, there there, there are places. It's tough because I also do a lot of tutoring, and you're every year on year we're we're pumping out another thousand amazing players, and and as we go, you end up having a million amazing players that all want the same ten plus gigs in London, and it's tough. It's really hard. And, and once you secure that gig, you think, oh, I'm good to play there, you know, every two months. It doesn't really work like that. It's often hard fighting for that second gig, as hard as it was getting the first one. So it's dependent on who you know, his contacts. It's probably the same as everywhere. Yeah, that's the way it but is everywhere. You should, come, you should come back to Palm Springs and play here. We could book you easily. Well, we I mean, know everybody. We know everybody. Seriously. Think yeah. about it, Jimmy. How can he get booked here? I don't know because I don't know any jazz club places. We, we don't need a jazz club place. We need like the like the purple room. We all we need is a piano and and a, and a bass fiddle and a drum, and he's and he'll fly, a little a little shit like that. I don't and know. The, and the music is incredible. I know that we have older people here and we have intelligent people here and wealthy. People. Everybody would love your music. Yeah, wealthy, intelligent people love jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. No, it all it's it's true. When I used to go to all the clubs in New York, the bigger clubs, not down the village, the uptown clubs, all the swells would come in big limos and the dames with their furs and the guys, they're the rich elite. They come and they'd sit there and do cocaine and love the and love the music. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, those days were fabulous. I'm seventy nine, so I live in the past. Fuck all of you. <laughs> you can't you, 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 you're shitty. Today, it's so shitty. Everything is so crappy. I'm happy I was born then. I'm so happy I, I lived in the world when it was fabulous. Not not this stupid world today of rap and 
loud you know i go to these clubs because we have to and i put earplugs in because they hurt my ears they have to have these speakers the size of motels blasting i mean what is that shit you know i mean Loud is good? No, loud yep. is confusing. I like loud. <laughs> yeah, I know you do because you're one of those I'm talking about. I am about. one of those. <laughs> so but, hold on. We wait a minute. One thing. You wouldn't understand his piano because he plays a clear piano. And, and you, would, you would never get what he's playing because you're not listening to it. But when you're listening to the loud music with the drums and people screaming, you can't make out any of it. So you really can't say, well, this instrument or that instrument is good. You're all bewildered by the loudness. He plays a solo piano, and he can go soft and quiet, and then suddenly come up and make you crazy, right? You can control the audience. Not yeah. anymore. Not anymore. Now they just get loaded and jump up and down like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference, my dear friend. So you guys, listen up. This is Kieran Garrett, and the single that we played was Divergence, which is available on all the digital download places everywhere around the world. Um, it's also his music's on Spotify. Um, if you want to find out more about him, you can go to his website, which is www.synthonic.biz. Um, so you actually went to school to study music, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're self-taught jazz, but you're but you're totally trained like in music in general. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have to interrupt before he does that. I have to interrupt because it's important, Jimmy. You don't go to school for jazz. Either you have jazz in you or you don't. You don't go to school to learn jazz. You can learn how to play jazz, but there's a difference. And this guy, I believe, when he plays jazz, it's in him. Am I right? I'd like to think so. <laughs> Am I, I was, right? Tell the truth. Yeah, Tell the truth. Well, who knows? But yeah, I mean, it's. It has to be right. I mean, I was classically trained on the on the piano and the tuba, and um, my course was performance and composition based, but it was all classical stuff, um, and that got me through. And I did my three years, um, and then I just thought I, I just want to play jazz. But th at that time, there weren't many jazz teachers. There are more now. Or you just go to one of the players, go to this couple of the famous jazz clubs, you know, London, Ronnie Scott, six or six wherever um and you find someone you like and if they're happy to take you on they'll teach you back then i just had to read a shitload of books um and do a lot of practice and yeah that's what i did I yeah but it. don't you agree you have to feel music i mean i know i sing I'm, I'm a comedian but i sing i'm not a singer i know when i sing a song if i feel it it sounds so much better than if i just sing it you know what I mean? You have to feel it. And I, and I believe that if I played an instrument, I would feel it. It would be coming from my gut, not necessarily from my brain. Yeah, so I, I, think, I mean, don't you feel that piano? When your fingers are on it, you are one. You and the piano are the same people. And don't you feel like that note works and this doesn't and you, you sort of feel it? Am I sounding like a fucking idiot or what? No, you're right, but to some degree. But what I always... When I'm tutoring, what I always say is jazz is essentially 90 to 95 percent learned theory. The the feel is a feel thing that you have to have innately, yes. But the the thing that you're improvising is five, eight, ten percent. You're always playing something or something similar to what you played before. It's very very rare to be completely improvised because you've done so much practice over the different scales and the sequences and 
My 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 very dear friend who I truly love is Scott Page. Scott Page plays saxophone for Pink Floyd. Okay. I had a long talk with Scott in private and he was at rehearsal at this big event that we do in LA. And I said, Scott, play something from the soul. And he did. And it blew me away. And I said, What makes you do that? He said, Ron, the saxophone is my voice. He said, and that's where I sing through. And that's why he's the world's greatest saxophone player. He really is. He's phenomenal. I mean, he at rehearsal did a couple of shits on that sax. I would go crazy. Because, you know, sax is so important in jazz. Yeah, man, I love the sax. Yeah. yeah, you got to have a sax going. I mean, it's fabulous. So hang on, because we don't have much time. I so. think you're wonderful. You got to come back. Listen, everybody, buy his music. He's a nice guy. Put, promote it. Let's get jazz going. Let's bring jazz back because jazz is fun. It's a good evening out. Educate yourselves. Get off this rap shit and, and educate. So you guys can follow Synthonic Beats on Twitter. It's at Synthonic Beats, S-Y-N-T-H-O-N-I-C Beats. He's also Synthonic Beats on Instagram and Facebook, I think, aren't you? Does this, do we have this guy's album? Um, we have a single. We have a single. I want your album. Um, Send it to me for free. And then we, he, then we, you can go to Synthonic.biz is his website, www.synthonic.biz. The single that we heard on the show is called Divergent. It's fantastic. He's going to have new music coming out soon. Get all of his music. Go on Spotify. Listen to all of it. And I hope I hope that the world like takes notice of what you're doing because you're not there's not very many of you doing it and I think it's absolutely fabulous. No, let's put it this way: there are a lot of them doing it, but not a lot of good ones doing it. <laughs> this guy, this guy, I, I can tell is good. But seriously, can I get his music on Spotify for free? Huh, you can get his music on Spotify if you have an account. You can go to Spotify. Well, I just got a thing for my birthday yesterday, Jimmy. But what did you buy me? I bought him a JBL like like wireless Bluetooth speaker so we yeah. can listen to music so outside. Now that I'm going to join Spotify, I then can... you'll be able to play his music. Oh, then don't don't waste just your energy sending me an <laughs> album. I'll play you. I'll play you on Spotify. There Everybody out there, go to Spotify and listen to this guy's music, and sit back, have a glass of wine, smoke a joint, whatever you want, in the dark, and just like. It's groovy. Just go with it and let, let it take you away. Jazz takes you to places you'll never know. There you go. All right. Karen Garrett, everybody. Um, Karen, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, we want to thank Danielle and Scotty J for doing all our sound stuff today. You guys are fabulous. Uh, we hope everybody has a great weekend. We hope everybody enjoyed the show today. And again, follow Karen and buy his music. He's an indie artist. Indie artists need to sell music so they can pay their mortgages. Please, all right, so everybody. And have their teeth capped. <laughs> yeah, so, so do it here at Synthonic Beach, you guys. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning Take in. Take care, Karen. We'll see you next time. See you next Bye, time, everybody. Have a good one. Yeah, this is MC Alfred. I'm just chilling. Let me saw you sitting down at the design.